So we are celebrating Easter. And it is Resurrection Sunday. And just saying that should excite us. He's alive. Jesus didn't stay in the tomb. So for us, many people, it's family time. For others, it's a long weekend to rest. And for children, it's looking for chocolates. Maybe more than they ever eat in months, I hope. But for us this morning, it's a time of and a very important celebration. It's a time where we remember that this is where our life started. This is where we received life from God, where he breathed into us new life, and we became new people because of the cross of Jesus. So on Friday, we shared communion, and we were moved again with thankfulness for what Jesus has done and the price that he's paid. I want to start today by asking a question, and you don't have to answer me. I'm going to give you a second and just answer, answer softly to yourself. Just be honest with yourself and quietly answer yourself. And the question is, do you believe that Jesus rose from the grave physically in a resurrected body and after 40 days ascended? to sit at Father God's right hand. Do you really and truly believe that? Why is this so important? You see, if we really believe that, we believe that Jesus is who he claimed to be. And we believe that he has accomplished what he came to do. He did what he promised to do. And that will change our lives. Believing that he accomplished that by standing up from the grave. That will also determine how we live here on, on earth. What kind of life we live here on earth? And when we leave this earth, because we all are going to leave this earth, what our destiny will be. You see, earth is preparation for our destiny. Earth is where we come to a place where we learn who God is and where we choose whether we are going to spend eternity with him or not. So earth is just preparation. This is not our home. I've said that many times. This is just a walkthrough. This is just a second in eternity. Our real home is coming. We are waiting to go home. John 11.25 says, and this is Jesus talking, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. You see, when we leave this earth and we leave our shell, 
I can call it, behind. The real person inside is going to live for eternity. By believing this, I do not mean a passive faith. It's not, okay, now I believe and let me carry on with my life the way I want to. But it's really an active faith that trusts, that believes and obey Jesus. And I know this can sound a little bit eerie-fairy, so I've got a story for you this morning to explain this better. And I love stories, so here it goes. Imagine you are hiking in the mountains. At there, at one stage, you stumble and you sprain your ankle and you can't walk. And the only way to get down is if a rescuer come or your team leader come and carries you down. But the problem is there's a gorge. And there is a bridge but the bridge is made of ropes and you can give us the picture now just to give you an idea do you think a person can walk over that bridge do you think it's possible come on of course it's possible ask the adventurous guys they'll try it but my second question is this Will you trust someone to carry you over that? Down the mountain so you can get proper medical attention. Will you? You see, that's faith. That's trusting someone with your life. And that's what we do. That's how we trust Jesus. We're trusting him with our lives. He's the only one that could save us. He's the only one that could give us true life, that we could trust to carry us through life when it seems impossible. When we had no answers, when we didn't know where to go, he's the only one that can carry us. That is trust. Romans 3.25 This righteousness of God comes through faith in Jesus Christ for all those Jew and Gentiles, and that means every person in this world who believe and trust in him and acknowledge him as God's son. There is no distinction since all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God. You see, we're all in Adam with a sinful nature. That's how we're born. And our being justified, declared free of the guilt of sin, made acceptable to God and granted eternal life. And this eternal life is not just living forever. It's a quality of life. It's zoe is the Greek. It's the life that Jesus and God experiences as a gift by his precious, undeserving grace. 
through the redemption of the payment for our sin, which is provided in Christ Jesus, whom he displayed publicly before the eyes of the world as a life-giving sacrifice of atonement and reconciliation, propitiation by his blood to be received through faith. All of that we cannot deserve. None of us. Not even the person that you could call a good person on earth that does wonderful things cannot deserve this because we all have a sinful nature until we accept Jesus as our Savior. And a miracle happens in the spiritual realm and we receive his nature. So there are three things that happens through the cross, resurrection, and ascension of Christ. And the one thing I briefly want to touch is we are declared free from sin. Jesus took our place, and he paid the full, full price. You see, you and I could never do this because of our sinful nature. Even if we tried to pay for our salvation ourselves, it would never, ever be good enough. But he was sinless. So he was the perfect lamb. He was the perfect person, the only person that could do this. If we believe and receive this gift that Jesus gave us, we're not slaves of sin anymore because of the new nature in us. You see, if, if we've got a sinful nature, we will automatically sin. If we've got a new nature, God's nature in us, through Jesus, we can overcome sin. The Spirit in us helps us to overcome spirit. And now we are declared righteous. 2 Corinthians 5.21 explains it well. We are declared righteous. We're alive again. Because Jesus earned that for us. He exchanged his righteousness with us and he took our sin. God gave his best, his own. And all we need to do is believe. Believe that it is true. Believe like that bridge. And trust God and follow God. Allow him to lead us. And I've given you scriptures there as well. You can go and read that. The second thing is we are part of a new covenant. The old covenant that God made with Israel was on the Mount Sinai. And that said, okay, here's the Ten Commandments. Or here they had so many laws. I think six, I can't remember how many. But that's things that they had to do. If you do this, if you obey this law, if you do that, you're acceptable to God. But they never could. Now we are part of a new covenant. And Jeremiah and Isaiah prophesied so much about that. 
This covenant means the spirit of God, the spirit of life, transform us and works in us to become who God made us to be, Christ-like. You see, we've got an advantage now. The spirit in us helps us, guides us, gives us power to become that. We're not under law anymore, but we're under grace, which means that God has removed the root of the bad tree in our lives. And we can now experience him. And we see that through baptism. We were raised into a new life, into a new covenant. Ezekiel 36 says, verse 26, I'm going to give you a new heart, and this is one of the prophecies, and I'm going to give you a new spirit within all of your deepest parts. I'll, I'll remove that rock heart, rock heart heart of yours and replace it with one that's sensitive to me. I'll place my spirit within you, empowering you to live according to my regulations and to keep my just decrees. So God knew in our own strength we couldn't do it. And he gave us his spirit, life-giving spirit. This is the best news ever, don't you think so? He doesn't expect us to, to walk in this life just on our own strength. He gives us everything we need to do this thing called life. Third thing I want to speak about is I have a new identity and destiny now. And so do you if you're part of God's kingdom. You see, our old identity was that we were sinners. We could not but sin because of our nature. But through the cross and resurrection, Jesus gave, gave us a new identity. And this new identity is that we are part of his household now. We, we are his children. He lives in us and we live in him, John says. New nature, new identity. And we are restored into fellowship with him. The way Adam walked with God, the way they communicated, had fellowship, enjoyed one another, we restored to that place where we can enjoy God again when we can come into his presence, when we can have fellowship with him again. Are you excited about that as much as I am? Isn't it amazing that God could love us so much to do that? We don't deserve it. Even in my best moments, in my humanity, I suck. And I'm sure you do as well. But God in us. So the best way I can explain this is through scripture. And there's so much that we can say about this. But I'm going to read this to you, Ephesians 2 verse 8. And I'm just going to touch on four scriptures because of time. Please go and read this when you've got time this afternoon. 
For by such grace you have been saved through faith. This does not come from you. It is a gift of God. For we are God's masterpiece, created in the Messiah Jesus, to be perform good actions that God prepared long ago to be our way of life. So he had a plan for your life. When you were born, there was a purpose and a plan for your life. And this is the way to connect to it, to come to him. Because he's got the blueprint. No one else knows who you actually are. Because he's the one who made you, who created you. Verse 19, that is why you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's households. Household. Yes, my booty and my sissy. Maybe more. Sometimes more. Let me put it this way. Sometimes more than biological siblings. Verse 22, you too are being built in him, along with the others, into a place for God's spirit to dwell. God's life-giving spirit in us. That is the answer. That's the difference. And our destiny? The resurrection makes the future certain. The fact that Jesus is alive that we celebrate the day, the resurrection of Jesus. Gives us certainty about our future, personally and unimaginably. You and I can have an idea of where we're going. The Bible teaches us and shows us a lot of things. But when we're there, I'm sure we'll be so surprised. I think it will be much more than we can ever imagine. If we can experience his love and his presence in such a sweet and amazing way here on earth, imagine when we're with him. If his kingdom can come and invade our lives here, Imagine when we with him in the fullness of his kingdom. Wow. I want to end off with this, Hebrews 9.15. This is why the Messiah is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the eternal inheritance promised to them. Since a death has occurred that redeems them from the offenses committed under the first covenant. And John Orpach said, The story of the resurrection is not just good news. It's true news. So this morning I want to ask again, do you believe Really believe that Jesus rose from the grave physically? That it is here through his spirit? The Holy Spirit is here? 
Maybe you've never thought of it this way. Maybe you've never heard of it this way. Maybe you've never had an opportunity to receive Jesus or to say, yes, Lord, I want what you have for me. I want to follow you. I'm going to give you an opportunity now. So I'm going to ask everyone just to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you are touched this morning, maybe you feel this morning that you need Jesus. 